Welcome back to episode 174 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Ironman, and here's some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we return with more digital matter theory knowledge for Web3. Next, we finally reveal whether or not we are Batoshi Blockamoto. Then, we discuss how there needs to be a framework to determine ownership of patterns within the bitmap ecosystem. And finally, how recursive inscriptions can play a crucial role in recognizing and utilizing patterns for non-arbitrary tokens. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 174 of the Blockrunner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, I'm Ann. What up, dude? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. This time, no interview. I know, right? It's been like a solid <clears throat> month or month and a half. Something. It feels like that. You've been booked. We have. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I guess, kind of a new thing for us, right? Typically, we it's just you and I. It's like the Will Typically, and I yes. Man show. Yeah. That is the Blockrunner <laughs> podcast. And then we sprinkle in like an interview from time to time. Yeah. But we're slowly starting to, I guess, morph into more of like a, it's mostly us speaking to somebody else of interest. Yes. Uh, trying to explore the depths of their knowledge bases and, you know, <laughs> extract something of value for you guys who are listening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we felt like, dude, it's been a while since we've uh, talked our own stuff. Yeah. Right. So um, there was a small stretch where there wasn't a lot of happening on the Ornals ecosystem. I'm sure there's... Always things happening. No, there was but ha- it wasn't yeah. like so like being pushed out yet. Correct. Like a lot of like what do they call that? Um shadow devving. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, I'm sure there was a lot happening, but not publicly. Correct. Not so, until recently, like yesterday and today. Yeah, it was a little lull, right? Whenever the volumes kind of fell off. Um, you know, BRC twenty mm-hmm. volume fell down. Um the inscription, you know, uh acceleration, the pace of Acceleration really hasn't slowed down much. Correct. Yes. But I guess like the surface surface uh, face uh, value metrics that were typically on display to kind of like showcase how much this space was booming mm-hmm. kind of went the other way. Right. And so, of course, when those things happen, interest tends to kind of trickle away. It feels mm-hmm. like we're the only ones left in the room. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what it felt like. That's normal. Yeah. And now there's a lot happening. Yeah. That shadow devving, you're 100% correct. So much so that we've, we're losing track, right? Hmm. Not, not like completely. I think we're getting, a, we have a pretty good pulse on what's going on out there. And one of the biggest things we've noticed um, as of late, this DMT stuff is like really starting to I think, spread. Yeah. It seems like people are, are understanding digital matter theory and mm-hmm. they're starting to attach that theory to a lot of the stuff that they're finding on on bitcoin's blockchain yeah as potential assets valuable assets that can be inscribed out of the chain itself yeah i think a lot of it's coming from other project founders especially from the bitmap community right because this is largely i mean you can attribute the principles of like what it is that's kind of innately interesting about the idea of digital matter theory or the idea of like finding a new utility for blockchain Right. Yeah. The already innate existing components of what the blockchain data like represents. Yeah. Translating that into this new like digital value creation mechanism. Right. That that is what's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Casey Rodimer kind of like. Yeah. Got the ball rolling with that with ordinal theory. And then a few months later, Batoshi Blockamoto got his, you know, 
throughout his interpretation, it's like, you know what? Let me try and do something with this block information, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's create a consensus around this idea. Yeah. yeah. But nobody really like packaged it into like a little a nice neat like name. Yeah. A name, a uh framework. Well, there's still no framework. Yeah, correct. To be honest. And it's debatable if there one needs to exist at all, right? Or is this just literally just a it's an idea. It's an understanding that like humanity can kind of like, you know, collectively accept mm. and all individually like kind of like pick and choose how they decide to interpret this and express it. You know mm. what I mean? It's almost yeah, like I guess, art. I guess you know? you're right. I, I don't know if there needs to be a framework, but I feel like if there was a framework, it would be easy to onboard people into the idea and like expand the ecosystem. Well, that's the value of standards, right? It's mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not have like a fragmentation of, you know, individual yeah, efforts. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like you want everybody to kind of be doing the same thing. Yeah. Typically re- results in more efficiencies, right? Yeah. Agreed. But maybe something like this is just much more, I don't know, Organic. broader. Yeah. I like kind of like the idea of slapping like in like an artistic like label to this. It feels like data art, like art. Like, and this is like an artistic expression in a way, you know? Well, I feel like the standard would in, in compensate for that. Like in, like it would, it would encapsulate the entire idea of like the potential of DMT, but like in the standard. Mm-hmm. So there, there wouldn't be a way to kind of go outside the standard because you could just use it and do what it is, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. And that standard is just a way to organize everybody in, in one direction. So what do you see like as like an optimal standard, do you have one in mind? Well, I think I first, mean we've been talking about this for weeks in ter- yeah. like amongst ourselves, right? Yeah, and we didn't really want to get too public with it until we got closer to like a like something that we something that other people can contribute to something of substance, right? Yeah, yeah, because you know it ideas are cool and all. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sure, but you got to execute on something. Yeah, you got to bring some an actual product or something tangible. Right. If we're going to expect real value to emerge from this, you know? Yeah. So I think first we should start with what is digital matter theory and let's explain what that is. And then we can kind of go into like how people are applying that concept and then potentially talk about how we can organize everybody into like one, you know, a standard of a type that we can. Yeah. And if you're listening to this or watching this, definitely recommend pausing right here. And then there's a video in our YouTube channel, probably posted two months ago or something roughly yeah. titled probably like what is digital matter theory? And it's got mm-hmm. like a pyramid yeah. <laughs> on it, on the thumbnail image. So I recommend watching that first as like a prelude is like an introduction to the concept where we first started kind of like packaging it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And identifying what are the differences? Like why well, arbitrary versus non-arbitrary, these types of things. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think in talking about digital matter theory, there's someone claiming that we were Blockamoto, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. The, the The fact that we're so, I guess, amping this idea up. Yeah. Because there was like a, a tweet from Blockamoto discussing his third phase. Yeah. And then within that tweet, there yeah. was like a digital or a digital matter theory. So they're they're trying to link that as if, oh, this must mean you're Vitoshi. I mean, not yeah, you're Blockamoto. Yeah, so Blockamoto has a tweet here from, well, I guess it doesn't say, but he has a tweet here and it says, Unified Metaverse Positioning System, Phase 3, How Ordinal Theory, Bitmap Theory, and then Digital Matter Theory. Mm. Okay, so 
So anyway, I have, I have a, uh, so I respond to the tweet just to check again, son. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Damn, dude, you're so alpha out there on Twitter, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, we talked about DMT in our podcast, and here's a link to the podcast. Mm -hmm. When you click on it, it says. You circled the date? All yeah. Right. Peak crypto bear market introducing digital matter theory. Yeah. Plot podcast 167. By the way, this is 173. This is six podcasts ago so about two months roughly month and a half okay yeah yeah you're right and it says august 5th right it was a podcast his tweet i found it and it says well, let me zoom in here august 7th mm. right so and then you tweet up there Damn, it says, dude looks like looks like blockamoto's watching the podcast so i mean i don't know if this really um exemplifies how we are not blockamoto uh well yeah i mean but nonetheless all we could say is we're not <laughs> because yeah. that is the truth we're definitely not vitoshi blockamoto yeah we don't have that accent that he has oh that's true yeah he's been he's been on some twitter spaces before yeah yeah i don't sound <laughs> like i'm from the other side of the pond dude yeah. i sound as american <laughs> as they come dude and i don't i can't impersonate that neither can you right yeah, i cannot so we are not vitoshi blockamoto we don't have him like in our in the closet. Yeah, he's not hanging around or nothing. So yeah, just as like a public disclaimer. I can confirm he's not in the room. <laughs> he's not here, dude. <laughs> yeah, we don't know his identity neither. You know, so it's like, I guess it's it's kind of one of those things that that, that would be nice if we were. Yeah, <laughs> it, would be, it cool. would be. Yeah, like we even have we got a recording where we tried to get that one dot bitmap. Yeah. Because Batoshi, the actual Batoshi, put it on some kind of like auction platform. Yeah. This is like way before Bitmap was cool. Yeah. Like way before. <laughs> yeah. So we were we were one of the first ones introduced by Blockamoto. Right. This this theory, right? That is for sure on record. Yeah. And it's you know? it's one of it's in our videos. We reference that tweet in the video. Correct. So yeah. that was like a complete like a weird just universe happened to align perfectly. I mean it's moments. Yeah. I mean it's it's probable because we're always talking about Web three metaverses. Correct. And here we are with one of the best representations of Web3 metaverses. Happens yeah. to be on Bitcoin. Yeah. Of so course, like the narrative is sexy. AF. AF, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. so so it, it stuck with us. And I, I remember those days. I remember whenever we first heard about Bitmap and we were doing our investigation. We we're looking through Blockamoto's Twitter um, profile. Mm -hmm. And we saw that he was actively trying to reach out to basically anybody who would listen yeah, you know, Leonidas, up, Trevor, yeah, exactly. Big God, all the big fish, the big whales. When you come, we're talking about the you know ordinal influencers. He got faded. Yeah, hundred percent. So then he he added us, and you know it's kind of like the origin story how yeah. it all began. Yeah. So I guess I'll link that video if you guys want to start <laughs> to see the very first video of anyone talking about Bitmap. Mm. It's there. Yeah. Right. We have a whole we have a whole like um playlist, series right? a playlist yeah. of like bitmap videos yeah definitely so yeah so i guess if you already paused this <laughs> yeah and you came back because you already watched that 30 or that 20 minute video and now i was like all right pause it again <laughs> go <laughs> i guess watch all those old podcasts or whatever or don't do any of that and let's just move on yeah so moving on uh i wanted to highlight some of the tweets talking about dmt and stuff and uh so here's one our builder tool has just landed on YouTube. It's your gateway to mastering builder, exploring our thrilling future plans. And um, 
I guess this is just an example of one one small implementation of it. Well, um, this is the builder. So inscribe.space has like many different mm. individual like development components to this builder, right? And one of them is leveraging like your your own bitmaps to terraform mm -hmm. your own virtual environments, your own spaces, right? So yes. Yeah. It's so like one of the original like hopes and dreams of how people would utilize their bitmaps, right? That's right. That's right. So it's already like in action, right? It's, it's happening. Already, yeah. It's in utility at the moment. And, you know, as we were sort of developing this concept, DMT, we were like, okay, so we're talking about digital matter. And the counterpart to digital matter is physical matter. <laughs> and physical matter is represented by a periodic table. Mm. And we we're like, perhaps digital matter theory needs its own periodic table. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. And it's and a periodic table is just a recognition of patterns mm -hmm. called atoms. Yeah. Right? So if we find patterns on top of Bitcoin's blockchain, those are a form of digital matter called atoms. Digital atoms. Yeah, you'd have to go through like you know, brush up on your physics and stuff like that to and understand chemistry. Yeah, to understand like what 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 are the properties of um what makes up matter, right? Yeah. What are the fundamental building blocks of that? Yeah. Mass, is, gravity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, these are all like intrinsic, like physical things that, you know, are embedded in the simulation and in, in, in this layer of existence, right? The right. physical layer. Yeah. Right. So I guess the thesis or like the original conception of the idea is if we're going to create like a digital virtual existence layer, mm -hmm. why not apply some of those same like, uh, some some similarity as far as parameters when it comes to creation yeah of anything digital right but but that that has to come from something rooted that is very like immutable yeah right? that's right some kind of provisioner of law in a way yeah. in the kinda same like, way like the physical laws of the universe is like it's immutable right right can't kinda, change those kind of like block data correct so that's kind of where like there's a parallel and it kind of makes sense if we're going to build a digital universe aka a metaverse let's do it that way yeah, right. it makes sense. Yeah, because it removes uh, the decision making of human beings, right? Nobody decided that that the gravitational pull was nine point eight meters per second squared, right? Yeah, it was discovered. It was discovered. They yeah. figured it out, right. right? Yeah, through the patterns of, you know, mass. Yeah. All right, so we don't have to go too deep into like <laughs> physics, <laughs> sciences of things. <laughs> There's plenty of videos on that stuff if you understand how like the laws of physics work. Yeah, so right. I brought up the periodic table, and here we are with a tweet. It says, by Bitmap Metaverse, he says, we need DMT NAT's table. So NAT stands for non-arbitrary tokens. Mm -hmm. And so this, I mean, we had this exact same idea. And so this yeah, was this that. was tweeted sub September 3rd, yeah. Yeah, so this is what's cool. You guys are figuring out, like... Yeah, exactly what we're yeah. thinking. Yeah, we wanted to put the idea out there as just, like, you know, putting out some seeds. Yeah. What's that like germination? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's, that's right. my biology background. Damn, <laughs> we're spitting out some some seed. Yeah, seed out there. <laughs> seeing where the seeing, <laughs> seeing where they land, right? As imagine it's a gust of wind that as is, as seed goes. Right, <laughs> it just travels with the wind, right? <laughs> and then eventually they find their resting positions, and um, who knows? Some of these seeds turn into full blown. Fucking mega trees. Plant. Yeah, things, things of life. Right, yeah. So that, that was our hope and expectation, and it's it's happening, Right. you know, before our eyes, which yeah. is really cool to see. Yeah. 
Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built Mscribe, the first inscription platform built from the ground up for the metaverse on Bitcoin. Connect your bitmap ordinals and use our tools to bring your community into the virtual realm. Support us by joining the movement at mscribe.io. Like, comment, and subscribe for the latest alpha. Back to the video. Yeah. So we got another tweet here by Archimedes. Digital matter theory is based. And so even outside the bitmap ecosystem, we have people thinking about DMT and they're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Mm. And uh, so let, let's be clear. DMT is not only a bitmap thing. Mm. It is DMT has been leveraged by bitmap has been leveraged by Casey Rodemore and it can be leveraged in any way that you can think of. Mm -hmm. Like for example, let's, let's talk about an example because I've been thinking about this. Okay. So let's say using block data that you find a pattern. Right. Whatever it is, you can use the transaction ID. You can use the output values. It doesn't matter. But as long as you find it within Bitcoin block data, you can use that pattern and say, all right, I found a pattern. How many times does this pattern exist within Bitcoin block data? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's let's assume this pattern happens 9,900 times. Okay. Right. So it's like, well, what's close to 9,900? You know, it's the 10K PFP projects, right? Mm. Oh, so interesting. Like, Here we go. What if... I came up with a PFP project that was 10K and it, the PFP was completely based on this pattern. Yeah. And you use this pattern as a seed value to generate your PFP project, like frogs, apes, mm. whatever it is. Yeah. But the narrative is I have a PFP project. What's new about this is that it's using DMT. It's using specific block data as a representation of this PFP project. So that, that introduces something like an interesting new like dynamic, right? Because now this isn't like a a top um, fixed supply because exactly. there's, there's introdu introduction of new blocks so regularly, right? Part of the problem with PFPs is that it's a closed ecosystem, right? As soon as all 10K are owned by 5,000 people, that's as big as your community gets. Yeah. And if you happen to peer into the Web2 space, 5,000 people ain't shit. That's nothing. It's really not in the grand scheme. I mean, it's, it's people. Yeah. 5,000 people can achieve quite a bit, but yeah. In the grand scheme of yeah, like, communities, that's, or that's a, one of the micro ones. Yeah, yeah. Or a business like, yeah, you have a business and you're interacting with 5,000 people. That's not enough. Oh yeah. I totally agree. So, um, what's cool about this is that because you're leveraging digital matter theory data based on blocks, there's always an inflation, right? Maybe that pattern happens again in a new block. <laughs> yeah. And so now you have a brand new PFP sort of generated non-arbitrarily, mm. which expands your ecosystem just a little bit bigger. Yeah. So this is where it comes down to like right now we're like in this ideation stage, right? But mm -hmm. obviously like the standards and the frameworks do not exist at the current day stage of ordinals to enable this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough because just to just yesterday, um, Casey Rodemore just did a pull request, just merged it. Mm -hmm. And there's an update called parent-child inscriptions. Mm. And so that parent-child has, uh, this, this update has implications on the whole bitmap ecosystem. Yeah. And really the whole Ordinals ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And uh, makes things a tad bit difficult. In what way? Uh, it's more expensive to inscribe your parcels because now in order to sell your parcels, you have to inscribe them. 
Because you have to be the owner. Because you have to be the owner. And so that means if you have 2,000 parcels, you're looking at $2,000 yeah. to $4,000 price tag to sell the parcels. Yeah, that's that's really important if you want to onboard some type of community, you know, by leveraging your bitmap mm-hmm. for that specific purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, in most cases you do. You don't want a metaverse with only one citizen, right? Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, you want a metaverse with, uh, you know, meta. <laughs> I said metaverse. <laughs> a metaverse or a virtual environment with, you know, with inhabitants like a community, people contributing to that construction right process because that's where more value is going to be created. So, yeah, under this new proposal, I guess, or this new framework. Yeah, I could see there's more difficulty, right? Yeah, 100%. So so what do we do? Do we uh, leverage the standard that has been added, that has been merged to the ordinal theory? Mm-hmm. Or do we use some other standard that we come up with that makes life easier, better, faster, more efficient, yeah, more functional, everything? Mm-hmm. Right. Or we ask Casey to make an update. Yeah, it's definitely too early to tell. Yeah. As far as that, like this is only like a couple of days old. So yeah, I think uh, the developers have to definitely voice their opinion on this matter for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that, uh, just continuing on here, more, uh, digital matters theory stuff. So we have digital matter theory imbues bitmap with utility, utilitarian, uh, substance an ideal foundation for building the genuinely decentralized open metaverse humanity deserves. Deserves dude. Dude, I love it. I like that. I love the poetic way uh, IOTBCC speaks. This is great. Yeah, IOT, yeah. Combined with the computational possibilities of something like BOSS, a truly vast, unexplored territory. Yeah, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more with this. So good. That deserves a retweet. Yeah, this is is why it's so interesting, just because it's native to Bitcoin and Nordinals and stuff. This is the type of stuff you want to look for in a bear market, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's new. So, of course, IOT BTC has an entire tweet thread okay. explaining digital matter theory. Yeah, this was definitely a banger. I wish we could take credit for this, but we don't. And yeah. he's done, he did such a good, uh, such good manners to even credit us at yeah. the very end of this tweet thread. It's like, yeah, he That's didn't right. come up with this. He, he was inspired by these types of conversations that we have, right? So right, right. If you can, just like just break it down. What is, what is his interpretation of DMT? Okay, so DMT proposes treating data as the unrefined raw substance. Dude, this is poetry here. Yeah, this is, this is gold. <laughs> Shared terrain of digital reality, something inherently useful we can build on and work with versus always starting from scratch. Yeah, for real. So we've, we've had an entire crypto history of people just arbitrarily just picking numbers. Including Satoshi, by the way. Yeah. Which that's how it all starts. Yeah, and that's not to say like that shit doesn't work or anything. Obviously it works. Yeah. It's worked out tremendously well. But here's the thing. It's worked out because that was the only option. Exactly. Yeah. And so now we have a new option. So this will work. Just people need to leverage it, use it and you know, come yeah. up with creative ways to find these uh DMT yeah, values. So well so then what's the point of introducing like a new variable or a new Mm. methodology like why do this it's a new angle uh it's a new kind of narrative approach to whatever it is that you're doing if you're building a metaverse dmt If you're building a pfp project leverage dmt because it's adds a new angle a new kind of story to your assets yeah that and um i think yeah and trying to remove as much human involvement into these like uh yeah that's a big deal 
That's a big deal because now we can uh, make decisions based on the data. It's completely um, independent from human kind of injection. And it's purely organic. Like the data on Bitcoin's blockchain came from humans in the first place. Yeah. It's all the transactions happening all over the world and it's completely organic. And yeah. so it serves value in terms of value creation. Mm -hmm. So DMT unlocks an entirely new class of data based digital assets. Unlike anything we've seen before, DMT assets are not created by teams. They inherently exist whether or not we make use of them. Correct. Here's an impressive example of applied DMT using Bitcoin transaction data to procedurally generate a unique 3D visualizations, ambient soundscapes for each. So we, we uh, I think in our DMT video, we referenced this, uh, yeah. this thing by Symphony. Yeah, that was, our, that was our side by side comparison to the other side. That's right. Right. The other side, obviously tremendously valuable, $400 million roughly. Yeah. Was generated selling that, that digital space. But yeah, as far as like, what the the rendering of it was completely arbitrary that's right versus this this is yeah it came from the data of bitcoin's block yeah right so the first ever dmt crypto asset bitmap mm. bitmaps are non-fungible digital artifacts one-to-one -one representation of specific bitcoin blocks each block contains a unique body of transaction and other data we can parse interpret and leverage in various ways to create new value that value is a metaverse mm -hmm. right so Bitmap Metaverse Theory proposes using Bitcoin block data, transaction data, and every block equals a district and every transaction equals a parcel. Yeah. And uh, we can use transaction data to generate unique top topographies as a straight point for Bitmap Metaverses. So here's another application of DMT. It's like, let's use the data on Bitcoin's block to increase the height and the actual topography, the terrain of the metaverse. And uh, so we have projects already kind of leveraging this. Yep. <clears throat> Arjun, Inscribed Space, I'm so Chris. Yeah. So th this is what I'm, exactly what I'm saying. It's an understanding that is obviously, it's, it's, it's hitting. Yeah. Right. People are, are innately interested in the, they're gravitated towards this idea because, yeah, it eliminates a lot of, I don't know, like developer friction, I guess. I would think so. You don't have to sit there and just content, like, how do I perfectly architect this environment or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, and the Which, fact that you can just kind of point to the Bitcoin block data, it's like, well, if anyone asks you, like, why did you do this? It's like, well, here in the block data, here are these numbers. I use these numbers to make that happen. Correct. Yeah, so it's just better. Yeah, it's more, it, it, yeah. It, now it does limit the creativity of it. Now we're, we're removing like the, the burden of creativity from, you know, these human inceptors and relying on this information, right, to be like the the create the creative basis for, yeah. for this stuff. But I feel like... Um, you know, if you, if you're given a canvas and it's white, right. And it's like, okay, do something, just anything. I feel like that's much harder than here's a white canvas, but here are the tools that you can use to manipulate the canvas. Mm -hmm. Like here, the, here, all this is like the NAT DMT stuff. Like yeah. come up with something using this stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's cool because now everybody has the same tools. I was like, totally I agree. Yeah. I see this NAT, yeah. but I'm, I see this other NAT. I'm going to use this for that. Dude, that's such a big fucking deal. Yeah, because <laughs> you know that's an that adds to the accessibility of creation, right? Now it's not yeah. just like a only developer exclusive ability, right? Anybody who owns a bitmap can now tap into these tools. Now we mm -hmm. just need to build the tools that leverage like this, this these principles, right? That's and, right. And bring about this uh, these generative processes, right? Yeah, a very simple um, application of this is like let's take all this data, right? Let's put it into a database. Let's do some API endpoints for this. Let anybody access those endpoints 
find the patterns within Bitcoin's block, and then access those patterns via API for your project. Mm -hmm. And it's a very simple thing, really, if you if you're a dev, right? If you're yeah. not a dev, it's not as simple. Correct. So yeah, this is man, it's fascinating to see this. This is it's just amazing to think about. Like three months ago, none of this existed. <laughs> yeah, it was just like there's no bitmap, there's no yeah DMT, none, none of this. Yeah, and it was interesting to think about, like, what is going to be the next stage or phase of metaverse development? And definitely never um, expected that to kind of, like, come from Bitcoin in any way. No, absolutely right? not. That's kind of the biggest mind-blowing, um, like, uh, surprises, I guess. Yeah. Like, all of this is originating from Bitcoin, the least likely of suspects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three months, three or four months ago, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's incredible. So, what else can you do with DMT? Mm -hmm. We have approaching Bitcoin block transaction data. We have this idea called non-arbitrary tokens, NATs, a novel and interesting alternative to mining shit coins out of thin air. Correct. Right? Consider, for example, the famous block 57043, the 10K Bitcoin pizza transaction. Mm -hmm. So far, 416 transactions of exactly 10K Bitcoin have occurred in Bitcoin's history. Mm. We can tokenize these. He says, how... If Bitmap contains a parcel corresponding to a 10K BTC transaction, the parcel owner could theoretically inscribe one 10K BTC token for each matching instance and sell the token while retaining ownership of the underlying par parcel. Mm. So supply of transactions totaling exactly 1,000 BTCs, roughly 12,000 transactions, 100 BTCs, 117,000, 10 BTCs, 656,000. And so you get the point. Yeah. You... You discover a pattern. The pattern is 1,000 BTC. How many times does that pattern occur on Bitcoin's blockchain? It's 12,000. So that's 12,000 tokens that could exist. What does that kind of look like? It looks like sort of like a PFP project, right? You could you could do it that way. Yeah. Um, so what utility do such NATs offer? In the long run, who knows? Realistically, all else aside, many obviously enjoy pure meme coin trading. The crucial difference Rarity results from purely deterministic processes. No team VCs to rug or manipulate. 100% pre-distributed supply. Yeah. Meaning if you own a bitmap, you own the underlying assets. That's cool. So in this digital environment, you could just mine your own virtual ground for these digital assets. Mm. So three awesome websites for searching, filtering, and exploring Bitcoin block data. We have Blockchair, Bitmap Community, and BitLodo. And we could theoretically apply DMTs to any data set, but if you had to choose the most decentralized, distributed, hardened, durable, crypto-native data set of all time, of course, the Bitcoin blockchain has no parallel. Yeah. Um, that's why the first mover Bitmap is and will likely remain the OG king of DMT assets, and we continue to explore this non-arbitrary debt data-based digital assets. So, of course, he says, I did not come up with this. We talked about this in the uh, the YouTube channel. And here's a link. And that's that. Masterful thread, dude. Yeah. As a matter <laughs> of fact... I don't think we could have put it together better ourselves. I, I think I said the exact same thing when I quote-tweeted this. I think I said... Let's what, see. Masterful thread? Yeah. Or what a beast thread. Something like that. It sounds like something you would say for sure. We're, we're damn, dude. Or there's a maybe, lot of reaction to this. Or you didn't say anything at all. Maybe I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> but of course, of course, I tweeted it. Okay. Um, 
It's fine, dude. I believe yeah. you. I believe your hype and enthusiasm when you <laughs> saw this thread. Because, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic walkthrough DMT and non-arbitrary. This, this is a must for the bitmap ecosystem. Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built MetaZone, the first app store for the metaverse. Buy, sell, and explore a new class of digital assets like our flagship game Rovi.ai. Support us by collecting your digital assets through MetaZone at MetaZone.io. Like, comment, and subscribe to stay updated. Back to the video. Let's see what else. Oh, yeah, here's, here's just us kind of talking about it, referencing Archimedes and uh, Maniverse. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Digital Matter Theory deals with the traits and attributes of inscription, not necessarily the parent-child of inscriptions. So this is where we start getting into like the whole parent-child situation, um, yeah. which has some implications with uh, DMT in terms of like NATs. So that still needs to be figured out. And the whole story is they merged this update. We looked at the update. We looked at the merge. It's only code. There's no comments. There's no documentation. And um, it seems from the looks of it that it's missing some stuff. So Okay. And we got a lot of this information from Benny the dev from Track. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there's just more tweets about people talking about uh, DMT. Okay. So then, yeah, so the, the seed is spreading. People like the idea. Yeah. And I think we started off with something interesting, whether or not, like, we need we should be expecting, like, some sort of formality. Oh, yeah, let's talk about down that. Down the line. What are you, like, okay, so here's the thing. Because so, clearly people are doing it anyways. Like, they're interpreting it their own way. They're coming sure. up with their own, I don't know, internal algorithms with their tools. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's, it's working, right? Yeah. They're, now, does there have to be some sort of unifying standard, right? This is like reminiscent of like early NFTs. Yeah. Everybody came up with their own mechanism or method to create, you know, some sort of non-fungible-esque asset on Ethereum. Sure. But it wasn't until Dapper Labs came in with like an, an ERC-721 standard. That's when everything exploded. It's true. So that's, so that's why question. That's why it makes sense to come up with some sort of like framework. Okay. Right. Okay. So let's let's think about this. So we need a little bit a uh, little bit of help here because um, here's the thing. So obviously we like bitmaps, and obviously we've uh, painted the picture that everyone owns this bitmap, this digital space. And if you look in this inside this digital space, there's all these like non-arbitrary tokens like embedded into it because there's patterns everywhere. Yeah. Right. So you can sort of like you know virtually mine the space and extract those NATs and own them as BRC20s or whatever token represents these NATs, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, we're just in the bitmap ecosystem. What if some other PFP project outside of the bitmap ecosystem says, I like DMT, I want to leverage DMT for my picture project. If, if someone recognizes a pattern within the bitmap ecosystem, does that mean that they own the pattern completely throughout Bitcoin and Bitcoin's blockchain? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. And so, so the standard oh, I see, I see. or the framework has to say, I recognize this pattern for the bitmap ecosystem. Mm. If you own a bitmap, then you own this pattern if, if it exists within your, your parcel or bitmap. Now, does that pattern, can it still be applied and utilized for something outside of bitmaps or is it only native? This whole theory should be confined in to like only bitmap ownership. I feel like that like, is the distribution mechanism. I feel like in, in terms of the standard, part of the standard says I recognize a pattern. It's for the bitmap ecosystem or it's for my PFP project or it's whatever it is, whatever your project is, it's it's the pattern. 
your project and then you like inscribe it, you own it and you use it for your project. Mm. Okay. I feel like that is a better implementation of a framework rather than I recognize a pattern and I own the pattern. That means if you want to use that pattern for your PFP project, you know, you technically don't own it. Right. Yeah. Now, can you foresee any other, like, I don't know, possible experimentation around this DMT protocol, or I guess like, um, understanding outside of bitmaps, right. Or the metaverse space. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's like the whole PFP thing. Well, like you mean like the actual rendering of 2d like art. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it just like you can generative process, uh, 3d landscapes, right. You should be able to generative generatively process 2d. Yeah. Art or artifacts or whatever it is. Right. Well, let's, let's think about another implementation of like the standard. Let's say you inscribe the pattern and it's anybody can point to that pattern using recursive inscription. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so here it is. The pattern is inscribed. It exists somewhere. It's called whatever, right? It's pattern dot whatever. Let's call it, let's give it something. I don't know. Uh, a sequence of something. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Well, four, three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. That's a nine digit pattern. That's probably going to be very rare. Like, yeah. you know, so there's where, only 10 where of those, right? There's only three of those. So wh what is being parsed as far as like the information within the blocks? A anything within that block data can be parsed. Okay. Right. So it could be the transaction hash. It can be the inputs and outputs of the transactions. It can be the entire hash value of a block. Okay. You can, you can use anything. Okay. Right. So anytime like that, that sequence, whatever it is, the desirable sequence, mm -hmm. the pattern it's recognized within the block. Yes. That is like your tangible extractable value right from that yeah right? yeah so yeah. now let's say you come up with that pattern you inscribe it right it's it's formally acknowledged that it's the pattern has been inscribed mm -hmm. bitmap pfp projects other projects whatever they can recognize that pattern and use recursive inscription to say on this using this recursive inscription i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with this net that can be inscribed if you own bitmaps and then some other guy could say, I'm going to use that pattern using recursive inscription, kind of point to it and say, in my project, I am pointing to that pattern and that pattern exists uh, for my PFP project. I'm using it in whatever format it is, right? It doesn't matter. Um, and so through recursive inscriptions, everybody's kind of pointing to that one pattern that has been formally recognized. And they're, they're coming up with thousands of derivative projects as a result. So maybe that is the way. So, um, so that's just us. Yeah. That's the thing. These are just our ideas. Correct. Right? And that's kind of the point. This isn't like some project that we're launching, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, we can't. We're not like, we're not like saying like, Hey, like, uh, we're the ones who created this thing. You guys got to follow our rules, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like, this is an idea. Anybody can kind of add and contribute to these, yes. these principles, whatever. Yeah. It's a starting point. That's all we're trying to do here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, in no way do we want to control any of this because it's man, we got way too many things on our plate, anyways. <laughs> that's that's such a good point. But yeah. but it's something that we want to use. Obviously, we see a lot of value in this. We are going to be using it. We just don't know the best way to utilize it in a way that it's part of a standard that anybody else can utilize and so forth. So that's why we're discussing it. Yeah, we're gonna bring forth our own, I guess, like flavor flavoring, our yeah. own interpretation and. 
like we said, we're already we're already seeing different builders and developers in the bitmap ecosystem. Yeah, already like <laughs> run away with this concept, you know. Yeah, that's right. So that's what's exciting. So, um, yeah. So, so look at this tweet. I want to be the first non-arbitrary token whale. Please keep me updated. So this is to IoT BTC. Hmm. Wow, it's quite the claim, dude. To be the first NAT whale. So I don't know. Like I guess some feedback is needed. Yeah. Are these names, these these acronyms, are they like the right ones? I, don't, <laughs> I guess that that's uh one of the main things that I feel like that 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 one's already like out of the bag, like what? the the acronyms DMT and NAT. Yeah, like it's already fixed. Yeah, it's already. Well, it's good. Sounds good to me, dude. Yeah. Obviously, NATs. It's 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 not NFTs, but it's close enough, right? Yeah. NFTs are a bad word nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> But it's close enough. It's still like rings to that. It taps into that. Um. Oh, I remember NFTs. They were like you know tremendously valuable one day. Yeah, and it's important. That name is actually important because these are non-arbitrary tokens. What is a token? Could be a fungible token. Or it could be a non-fungible token. Correct. Right. Yeah. So there needs to be something to distinguish right between these now two classes of digital That's right. assets. That's right. Before there was only one. Right. So there was no need to like have some sort of like distinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> but now there's two. Right. So there's um. You know. The arbitrary tokens, which is everything we've seen up until this point. Correct. For the most part, like 99.99%. Yeah. And then there are the non-arbitrary tokens like Bitmap. Yep. So Bitmap is the first non-arbitrary token, right? Yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would think so, yeah, for sure. Or these rare sats. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess those are also non-arbitrary. Yeah, because you've now converted like these individual that's right. that's units. True. Yeah, it is. That's true. And leverage their, I guess, the innate property of like. You know. So that means the rare sat um, cartel community, mm -hmm. they're leveraging DMT as well. I hundred percent believe that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. I think everybody just like doing this without actually knowing. Like, just we need an umbrella. Yeah. Like narrative, I guess, for this whole like thing that's happening. Yeah, because yeah, just saying rare sats and just you know repeating it all the time, like we're seeing on Twitter. Yeah, like it doesn't really mean anything. Correct. Right, but digital matter theory is the application of block data mm -hmm. from an organic source like Bitcoin. Yeah, and and then leveraging for a project like rare sats or Bitmap. Correct. So. All right, so we've cleared that up. I think we've established it, dude. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else really to add on to this uh, DMT stuff other than this is a starting point, and um, yeah, uh, we're expecting to see the community really contribute in a big way to expand, I guess, on these ideas and stuff. And, of course, we're going to bring in our own uh, interpretation as well. There you go. This yeah. is an artistic representation, yeah. I guess, of what, what DMT represents. Yeah. Digital matter theory by 8-bit sats. Yeah, you got your blocks. You got, like, uh... Terrain. Yeah. All this is being... It's in unison now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, I, I guess to outline everything... Oh, what's the time, TJ? 42. 42? Okay. Uh, I, I, I guess the whole point is that we need to figure out you know, the best way to do this. Are we going to use recursive inscriptions to represent a pattern? Yeah. You recognize a pattern formally with an inscription and people point to that pattern and come up with, you know, a million different ways to utilize that pattern, mm -hmm. which seems to me like that's probably the, the path. 
Mm. Right. And so if that's the path, then, you know, what's the format to formally recognize patterns and, and you know, people yep. will inscribe those patterns and be like, yeah, I, I, I'm the archeologist, the digital archeologists that have discovered this pattern and look at me. There's millions of different projects as a result of this pattern. So obviously there's a big, like a uh, indexer involvement in all this, right? Indexing. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So if, if you've heard our discussions in the past with, you know, several of the other, or like, you know, uh, Xverse founder yeah. and stuff, we've talked about this issue of indexing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ubiquitous, yeah. right? Cause there's no like decentralized real standard or solution to this yet. So yeah. 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 So th this is going to only add on to that. Right. Yeah. And it's going to like, really add even more pressure to like, we need, really need to figure out how do we get this, uh, indexing dilemma. That's true. Out. That's true. There needs to be a website, you know, collecting all this information here. Uh, basically here's all the list of all the patterns ever inscribed or recognized. Mm -hmm. And then, and then with that list, like if you click on it, it'll show you all the projects leveraging the pattern. And it's just a formal way to just uh, keep everything organized, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. There's, there's a lot to kind of think through here. Um, yeah, I think over the weeks we're going to stay up. Well, obviously we're going to be interviewing other guests and stuff, but yes. doing regular updates as far as like our progression, mm -hmm. like to try and um, add more contributions to this idea and this ecosystem, yeah. this, this uh, the, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. And um, checking in on the community, what you guys are doing with this. And yeah, I think this at some point will flourish and uh, something as organic as it gets. Yeah. Align with the Web3 ethos. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be cool to uh, talk to Trevor and Leonidas, have them come on the podcast, you know, chat it up about this stuff. Just just because it's being leveraged with rare sats and these are the guys mainly the ones pushing it. Mm -hmm. And now we have, uh, if you check out our video from yesterday, we have uh, miners taking advantage of it as well. They're starting to not only collect their Bitcoin, but separating the rare sats with the common sats. Correct. And, uh, and so if they're doing it, they're seeing value and I guess more, more, more data that suggests that this is becoming more valuable across all of crypto. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I guess that's it. I don't, I don't think there's anything else to okay. kind of break down. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it for us. If you have any thoughts or any comments, let us know in the comment section below. Let us know if you agree. If you come up with a solution for this standardization of DMT and NATs, let us know in the comment section below. Hit us up on Twitter as well. We uh, we try to respond to everything that we can. And, um, and that's it. Thank you for watching, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.